Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 83 of On the Flank. I want to host John George alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, Echo is finally here. It was an exciting weekend of Overwatch. We got to see four Winstons at once at some point. Several times. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Uh, wow. What, what an enjoyable hero. I knew I was going to love Echo, and this weekend confirmed it. So much fun. Absolutely. And uh, unlike, um, I guess, Sigma, probably is the most recent example, um, that Echo's, I'd say, definitely not, um, definitely wasn't a must-pick. Uh, like, you know, every single point, every single map type thing um, that Sigma sort of turned into there upon release. Um, but, it, and you know, without the hit scan, we didn't see some of her direct counters, or what people are assuming are some of her direct counters, but um, uh, even just, like, the situational use. Uh, this is going to be a really, really nice addition to the roster. I agree. She even, yeah, even without her probably two best counters, she still seemed pretty counterable. Uh, and teams were able to to uh, not run her and show some, show some dominance despite not running her. So uh, I agree. And definitely not a power creep either. I think she's very well, very well balanced in comparison to most of um, the post-release heroes we've gotten who uh, all seem to be overpowered, which I think is a fine design philosophy because you you don't want an Ash to turn up and you just have someone who's awful added to the game. You you kind of do want a new character to be just a little bit overpowered so people can actually play them. Um, and then you nerf them. But honestly, I, I think Echo had that time already on the PTR and now she's good but counterable for sure. So, and we got to see, I mean, we got to see a lot of great, um, great echoes out there. Overwatch League uh, wrote up their, I think every week they write up a um, little recap article uh, with some nice stats in there. They had a, a full table of everyone who played Echo and their stats on uh, on that hero. It looks like Rascal, Mirror, and EQO are currently the top three echoes based off stats across the board. Uh, and they all looked pretty good. Um, clearly, all three of those teams won. <laughs> yeah, it does help uh, boost your stats. Yes, definitely does. Um, but yeah, uh, let's just, I guess we'll jump into these games here. Uh, because, I mean, the weekend started off with uh, two bangers over in the Asian region. Uh, first of all, it started off with Seoul Dynasty losing 3-0 to the Guangzhou Charge, which is a, a pretty big storyline because... Uh, later this weekend, they also lost 3-0 to the Hangzhou Spark, losing 3-0 to uh, the Shanghai Dragons as well. The previous week now dropping to 3-3 three and three after after their start in the Pacific region, looking really hot, Joe. Now they're coming to the Asian region. They're losing o, they're losing 0-3 to every single team. Uh, Soul just reverted to back to their to their normal old selves where where the hype train begins. It, it leaves the station at the beginning of of the season um, after they end up losing games to teams they shouldn't be losing to. It, is this a sign of the times? Is is Soul no longer a contender for the title in your mind? I mean, it's it was a little surprising. I mean, that's <laughs> that's for sure. Um, the, the first couple matches. Um, uh, pulling out wins, but yeah, then having some real trouble um, getting back onto the horse, you know, after uh, after a little bit of time off. 
Um, but yeah, it's my uh, my. It's it's enough that my joke MVP uh, for the week, uh, which usually we give those out. But this is my joke answer is uh, going to Super, uh, who in advance of uh, last week's Seoul versus Shanghai match, um, uh, sort of brought out his prediction. He said, "Well, uh, I'm pretty sure one of these teams is going to get absolutely hardcore exposed, uh, but I'm not going to say which one." Um, and then following that, uh, Seoul goes 0 and 9 in three matches. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's surprising. I mean, I've, um, well, uh, last couple times we picked soul, you know, I, I was, um, in, in favor of, you know, they're going to be able to come back and do something out of it. But I think, um, this week, not looking very comfortable on, um, uh, on the echo. And, and I think, um, lots of teams, New York was also falling for this a little bit. He's trying to think about um, how, how to use her, but also when to use her is important. Um, like um, you, you, you know that there there are matches, particularly control and that sort of thing, that uh, you can get away. You know, playing something you're more comfortable on, but when you get forced into like the unfavorable situations, and um, the, I mean, you know, profit was playing fine, but uh, the, you know, it, it's not something you're able to execute. Um, like Profit v Nero in the case of, of the Guangzhou match, uh, or Profit v, who was it, like Adora, I think, um, playing the Echo on uh, for Hangzhou. It, it, yeah, it's just it's something that not quite, um, not, not quite comfortable with that interaction, I think it's fair to say. Yep, and from that stats table I mentioned earlier, Profit's uh, at the bottom of it. With some pretty abysmal stuff, I think eight. I think there are eighteen players on this list, and he is ranking eighteenth in a lot of these stats here. So, uh, of course, his team got stomped entire weekend, three uh, zero in every match. But um, yeah, profit not showing up on Echo too much uh, makes a big difference when every uh, when it's a new a new hero and everyone else is playing it a ton, um, and and your team maybe isn't as prepared for it. Uh, that that's just what's going to happen. And apparently they are exposed. Apparently they're not as good as we thought they would be. Uh, but uh, as far as the other Asian regions games go, we had NYXL versus Shanghai Dragons. Everyone was looking forward to it. Uh, Joe, I think we both predicted Shanghai Dragons to win. We got that right uh, after halftime, our, our match, after the match break, uh, after map two. Um Shanghai really turned up. They remembered that there was a match, and they said, "Oh yeah, we're uh, we'll dominate now." Uh, it was really a tale of two two different. It, it seems to happen a lot in Overwatch League. It's a pattern I've noticed after half team, especially teams like the Philly Fusion or whoever is facing the Philly Fusion, um, decide all of a sudden, "Oh yeah, we want to play the game," and then it's always taken to map five uh, because it's it's a completely different team we see in the second half, really. And I think that's the story of this game once again. Because um, NYXL, I, I was impressed with them two maps in. And then Shanghai said, oh, oh we'll turn up, we'll turn it up again. Uh, we've been too used to playing these other teams. NYXL is clearly uh, closer to the tier of the Shanghai Dragons than Hangzhou, Guangzhou, Chengdu, uh, all these other teams, even Seoul. Um, and Shanghai, it took them a little bit to realize that. And then they ended up winning. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, just thinking about 
Um, this match was really the first real, um, one of the first real sort of cross-divisional tests. Um, obviously, New York played um, what Chengdu and Guangzhou last week, but uh, to, to go up against you know Shanghai that was finding such such success um, in that region as well, it really you know going toe to toe, and you know when you're up two maps, um, you've got the casters saying something like you know maybe this this. Uh, Asian region really is, uh, you know, not as good as we think. Not as good as we think they are. Um, you know, maybe Shanghai, uh, the hypothetical Shanghai v Philly, um, wouldn't be as close as we think it would be. You know, and then, uh, and then Shanghai comes back with the reverse sweep, um, and and you're thinking about it a little differently. I mean, we're still probably never going to see that match until, you know, way far <laughs> into the future. Uh, but yeah, the, the Shanghai obviously. Uh, absolutely have the uh, well. I guess it's not, not even so much that Shanghai had the potential to you know stay in the top of the Asian region, but more like um, that New York we know now aren't gonna um, like hundred percent dominate it, uh, which like was also a question you know going into going into this match. Yeah, I think for the first time we'll see if if in the standings this was a region we would see New York not dominating their their conference of sorts. I mean. New York has, in the past two seasons, sort of just been coasting on the top of that Atlantic. Uh, and it's looking like they have some big competition. I mean, they were going to have some big competition in Philly when they were in the Atlantic this year, too. So uh, not the year for New York to just coast in their divisions, it looks like. Because uh, I think a lot of people would argue if New York was in the Pacific the past two seasons, they wouldn't have as good of records as they did. Not as not so much season one, but more of last year. Um, like if New York had to face shock more often, or they were constantly going up against the Titans, then their record wouldn't have been as good. Uh, especially last year's, I think this year's Atlantic is much much improved. Especially Philadelphia, uh, just having having the fusion there makes it way harder for New York. Um, but uh, New York's not going to play Philly for a while. Neither is Shanghai. Uh, we're either whoever wins the May tournament, either Philly or Shock, which is probably everyone's projected finals right now uh, for for North America side of things. Everyone's going to be like looking forward to that eventual Shanghai versus Shock or Philly, whoever ends up being better. Uh, so absolutely, yeah. it'll be exciting. Uh, what else we got? Um, Dallas Fuel three would Washington Justice, which. Um, yeah, continues to show us the Dallas fuel, or they might be pretty good this year. Um, yeah, well, and and Washington um, now sitting at a fourteen map loss streak, uh, which is currently tied for fourth uh, fourth longest ever. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> map loss streak, uh, and is is the longest uh, longest active one uh, with Seoul back there at nine maps. We just talked about them, but yeah, Washington not uh, not looking super good super recently. Yeah, it's it's been a weird year for for Washington, especially after two 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 came in, and Washington sort of, and Corey specifically, uh, they were kind of this team that put fear in, into people people's eyes, and they're like, oh, and these players can actually play DPS like Corey, um, they they're good, <laughs> uh, but this year, so people had higher expectations for this team because of that going into this year, uh, but that does not pan out at all. Um, I don't know if it's cause like, I, they still don't have Lulsish, Elivo and Lulsish still, 
not together. I think there have been rumors that they might just have him since um, since he has some players playing on teams from different regions with high ping now. They might just have Lulsa sh- join the starting lineup um, with high ping. I've heard those rumors, so that could possibly be happening. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, but yeah, that that Elivo-Lulsish duo might be a huge part of why Washington maybe doesn't have um, as much success as they would want so far this season. Because I, I I guarantee if Lulsish was able, it would be him instead of Roar because uh, they're a duo. They go together. They're like Big Goose and Shaz, kind of. You got to have gotta keep them together. And also Scandinavian, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is true. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> uh, then you had uh, the big game of the week because it was the one game that me and Joe picked opposite of um, and the LA Valiant came through for me which means me and Joe are now tied on our picks exciting we are tied right I hope oh uh, we are yes, yeah thank god uh, <laughs> yeah uh, LA Valiant came in and did a huge review s- reverse sweep on the Atlanta Reign uh, I mean the first two maps were super close as well so it wasn't like they were ever getting crushed or anything it was it was a very close game overall um but my question for you joe was um what this says about the pacific and atlantic conferences i guess that we didn't really get to see play each other until this weekish and last week a little bit um because atlanta's uh, they're sitting at four and four they're supposed to be one of the one of the top three or four teams in the atlantic i'd say four at this point um and LA Valiant, they're three and six. They're one of the worst in the Pacific. They they end up coming up beating Atlanta. Are you are you looking more in favor of like, oh yeah, the people are right. Pacific is better than Atlantic this year. Yeah, I mean that's um you know, that's not such an unpopular opinion, even for this show, really. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> just in terms of the way we've talked about some of these divisions. But um we, we, yeah, super close match, you know, first reverse sweep for the LA Valiant in franchise history. Uh, which oh, is wow. ironic because they had that because they had that whole, or I think it's the first, because um, they had that whole uh, uh, St. Jude fundraising donation thing last season, and one of the donation criteria was to get a reverse sweep, and then they never did all season. Uh, <laughs> but they got one now. Um, but yeah, it's a super close match, super exciting to watch. Um, when you can, um, uh, it, it, even more Ash, too, which I thought was super interesting. Um, when you have... Um, the kind of DPS flexibility to do that, um, like when you can, w- w- that Ash Echo was the super common uh, DPS composition, not only in this match but through the whole week. Um, but yeah, in terms of like bigger, you know, sort of implications, like I said, uh, it's not super surprising. Uh, uh, I, I don't think we disagree that probably that. Uh, original Pacific Division teams or the Pacific Conference teams uh, were probably in general stronger than Atlantic. Um, that it, I think this this um, this sort of cross conference match absolutely proves that. Um, uh, I haven't sat down and and done a Pacific uh, Pacific Conference uh, like team power rankings yet, but I mean, LA Valiant isn't the worst team um, in the Pacific. I don't think. Um, just saying that off the cuff without off the cuff without thinking about it, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, that, that it's not it, it's not super surprising. I think um, 
certainly Atlanta could hold their own against against better teams and uh, LA Valley could lose to worse teams. Um, I, th- I think it's fair to say. But yeah, a really nice match. Um, I think this was your, your rewatch match, right? Yeah, this is my match rewatch. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I enjoyed it even more because I, I really wanted um, the Valiant to pull off this win for me. And they did it. Uh, and, I, and now me and Joe are tied up. That's all I wanted. Uh, so thank you, LA Valiant. Yeah, it's hard to guess who the worst in Pacific is either. They're, I mean, Valiant, if you just look at the standings, Valiant is towards the bottom. Um, but Chengdu uh, is below them. And if they faced each other, I honestly could see Valiant beating Chengdu. I, I'm not too impressed by Chengdu this year. I think Hero Bulls hurt them because they have a very specific style that gets banned out like <laughs> every other week, it seems like. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, as far as Chengdu goes, not too impressed with them so far this year. Same with Hangzhou and Guangzhou, though. They like I know they're they they probably could beat some of these teams, and they have to face Shanghai every once in a while uh, and get absolutely crushed by them. But the fact that they just get three would by Shanghai every time is it, it's not a good look for for any of these other uh, Chinese teams here. Um, it make it makes them seem, at least to me, not too great. Um. Like, it seems like Dallas, maybe even, like, with their latest streak. I mean, in the standings, they're ahead of Hangzhou, Guangzhou, and Chengdu. And it seems like, honestly, they they probably could beat them, which is crazy to think about. Because uh, going into the season, we were like, those teams are, are are way better than any other team in the world. And now we're seeing New York face Shanghai, and they're really close to them. So it feels, and now we'll see London versus those teams. And we'll see how London does. If London does super well, then it's like, oh, okay. This region clearly isn't as good as we thought it was. But we'll see how London does. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Shock beat Houston 3-0. No surprises there. Rascal was nutty on Echo. Uh, yeah. I- yeah j- just like we expected. I mean, uh, the casters talking, you know, Rascal, Dante, uh uh, people like that. That's just when you have the the deep hero pool already. Uh, it's all the more exciting to literally be able to, you know, well, I guess, uh, but to to swap a lot more often, uh, figuratively. I guess it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I I don't think anyone, everyone expected Rascal. I mean, Rascal, he's in discussion for one of the most flexible and best DPS in the league for sure, in my opinion. He's amazing. Um, and he definitely has some of the best echo stats this past weekend, at least, um, as well as just the eye test, just watching the game. You're like, yep, that guy's probably one of the best echoes. Uh, yeah, shock's good. Um, what else we got? Uh, NYXL beat Chengdu three to one. Um, what else? Oh yeah, Philly versus Paris once again taking to take into five maps. Although after the first two maps, I thought this was gonna be the one that didn't go to five maps. But Paris said, "No, we're we're taking it to five maps again," which is even more impressive this time, in my opinion. Um, not only missing XZ, but they had to pick up a support at the last second this week, um, who was not able to to make it to North America, of course. Um, they picked up uh, Fielder, who was a support player, and he was playing on 200 ping, apparently, the whole game, and he looked pretty dang good. <laughs> he looked pretty dang good uh, on 200 ping, which is ridiculous, 
getting some uh, killing echoes as Anna. Of course, he, he plays Anna and support. Killing a bunch of echoes as Anna. Uh, just doing some crazy Land, things. Landing sleep darts. Landing sleep darts. <laughs> I mean, sleep darts is one of the hardest skill shots in the game. And on 200 ping, that's going to become even harder. Yeah, it was either Sideshow or Bryn saying something about uh, you know Fielder's literally playing in the past <laughs> uh, <laughs> and still having the kind of success that he was. Um, and it wasn't you know a breakout star-studded performance by any means, but it was a really solid, um, really solid support um, play for a Paris team that really needed it, um, which is enough to earn him my MVP uh, for this week. Nice. My MVP comes from the other side, the team that ended up winning... Uh, the Philadelphia Fusion, uh, we didn't see any Carpe this week uh, with Echo's addition, but we did see the return of EQO because apparently he is mad nutty on Echo, and he absolutely is. Uh, just watching him play again and be that successful, like uh, the fact that we hadn't seen him all season made me think, oh, maybe he's washed. Maybe it's done. Um, maybe maybe he's just getting too old for this game. It's It might be time for him to retire, but no. He's pretty good at this game still. Um, and in the interview after Funny Astro even said, like, yep, he was just the best on Echo. So that's why we played him. And, yeah, he's he's pretty dang good at Echo. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of him. Yeah, no Carpe this week, which was a little surprising for me because I'm so used to seeing him. But they didn't need him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great it's a great uh sign for, you know, Philly fans. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, reinforcing the. You know, the legitimacy of your deep DPS line that you've been able to keep. Absolutely. And now now, now getting to see EQO, I'd like... We haven't even gotten to see Chipsa yet, and he's probably their best DPS, Joe. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we haven't had um, all of the CC heroes banned yet. Yes. <laughs> of course. They, they need to be all banned. Um, I saw someone... <laughs> I saw a meme on Twitter today of, like... The Vancouver Titans roster announced like new roster, and it was just a bunch of different chipses, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Um, just like, just like with the the Titan player's hair or something. <laughs> it was just like a bunch of his different. It was like it was d- different types of of uh, chipses, and then one was just a barrel of grease. Um, <laughs> so pretty, pretty good meme. Uh, but yeah, Philly, uh, Philly pulling out the win again. They continue to look super strong and ten and one on top of the standings alongside Shanghai Dragons, looking pretty scary up there. Uh, if they can, if they can win that turn May tournament too, add three wins to that record, look very nice. Feels like these feels like these teams up here are gonna just clinch playoffs already or something. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I guess part of that depends a lot on. You know how many matches they expect? Uh, yeah, they expect to have left in the season since we're only getting them like in groups of three weeks or whatever. But, but yeah, I mean, eventually that's gonna be a conversation we're gonna have to start having yeah. before too long. Yeah, once we once they figure it out, we can we can figure it out too. I'm sure they still don't know, uh, but I imagine they're still going for 28 games. Hopefully, and I I would hope they have that just same number in mind. Uh, but it might be hard. Uh, next was Florida Mayhem for Boston Uprising. 3-0 again, but uh, Boston did put up a little bit more of a fight this time. So that was nice to see. I think I think every whether, whether you hate Boston or not, 
I think everyone was <laughs> I think everyone was a little sad to watch that performance last week. So um, it's true. At least they put in some effort. Uh, Color X looked pretty good on the Echo, though. So nice to see him on a hero other than May. Yeah, and uh, you know, t- uh, even you know, finishing Hollywood, finishing Hanamura. Uh, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, then we finished off the week with uh, a match Gladiators fans like myself were looking forward to all year because a bunch of old uh, we had we had Mr. Surefor, uh make his return to face the Gladiators, of course. Uh, Surefor on the Toronto Defiant now. Um, and I think Big Goose was the one who got a kill on him. Uh, old teammates, of course, <laughs> at some point. Big Goose got a kill on him. And uh, everyone was memeing about it. Uh, but Toronto only took the first map, and then Gladiators said, uh, yeah, we're way better than you. Uh, and they are, in my opinion. Uh, despite them, Gladiators only 4-3 and three after this match, uh, but they've they've had a pretty tough schedule so far. Played Shock twice in those seven games already. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did win one of them, they, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, this one I wasn't able to see. This one I wasn't able to see. Um live or or you know at this point we're recording on a monday now this week but um but yeah definitely go back and see again surefor is another one of those players with the super deep dps pool to begin with um and then you throw echo in the mix and it's gotta be gonna be good to watch i think oh yeah for sure uh and someone who i'll highlight here uh because mirror was the one who was playing echo um for the gladiators and he looked really good and sure enough you look at um the stats and and he is one of the top three in all of the stats uh him him rascal nikio as i mentioned earlier so uh, of course they i think they played a team that is uh, significantly at least a a good amount worse than them so his stats are going to reflect that i i would think Uh, but he still looked impressive on him I, and I got to shout out Mirror because I did I, going into the season. I as a Gladiators fan, I was scared. I was scared that uh, Mirror, uh, Bird Ring, all the DPS they had was was not going to be enough. Uh, but Mirror has has out has he, he is way better than I thought he was going to be, especially on Doom. He's a great Doom too. Uh, so sh- shout out to him, of course. Um, but yeah, you you mostly had um. Unfortunately, not not too much sure for in this match. You'd be surprised to hear that, uh, Joe. But it was mostly agilities on Echo. No, no sure for really. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll try it on them next week because this that sort of failed. Agilities didn't do too well. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe if you play uh, if you play Echo Far, which we didn't really see. I don't know how well that would work, but. Um, I feel like it probably won't be happening very often, but um, but yeah, Agilities does have, uh, you know, the in uh, in the far a similar uh, pocket type pick too. Yeah, um, exciting though, very exciting uh, week overall. Just seeing who was going to be on Echo was fun, and seeing who was good, who wasn't. Uh, I'm excited uh, to see her back next week as well. Because uh, she didn't get banned, so very nice. Um, all right, anything else to say about this week? I think we covered every single game this week. Actually, I just went through the list. Yeah, uh, talking about um, talking about Boston. You know, it's telling when 
uh, I believe it was the Guangzhou-Seoul match at the very beginning of the week. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's telling about both teams' performance uh, when this, uh, one of the casters' comments was, uh, you know what, I don't think um, anybody would blink an eye if you, uh, if you swapped out that text Seoul Dynasty at the top of the screen uh, for, for Boston <laughs> Uprising. Uh, I don't know if you heard him say that or not, but yeah, that was... Uh, it's, it's still not looking good, but you know, as a Boston person, you, you hate to see that too. Yeah, you definitely do. You, you don't like to see that. Uh, all right. News. Um, right, <laughs> Joe has a, has a new segment because uh, it happens to us so often. It's called uh, Right After Repress Stopped. Or Right After Repress Stopped. Uh, because once we stopped recording last last week, um, we got, we got a lot of news from the Vancouver Titans, uh, which immediately made our show dated because we just <laughs> talked the whole time about how we had no clue what was happening with the Titans and how silent they were being um, about everything. Uh, but immediately they wanted our podcast to <laughs> sort of be wrong there because they, they tweeted out that uh, Janu and their head coach, uh, Pageon, is they, they're both leaving uh, right away. So <laughs> um, not good. And McGravy, of course, re- replied to one of the tweets saying, you're going to slow bleed your fans to death. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Which uh, and then they didn't. Then, yeah, <laughs> they did not rip the bandaid off because I'm pretty sure it's like a well-known fact at this point that the entire team is disbanded. Because uh, you had Ryu J Hong posting on Instagram a picture of himself with the caption "Leaving LOL," um, which is hilarious to me. Uh, you just have a bunch of rumors at this point about them picking up entire contenders teams like Gen G, some North American teams. Like, it's clear that they are retaining nobody, Joe, but they are not letting us know that. Which is crazy. You know, this, this came out, uh, again, this was like Thursday, uh, Thursday evening Eastern, that the, that this, uh, this news about Janu uh, and, and Pajian came out. Uh, but, but yes, since then, we, we still heard nothing. Uh, they play this weekend. So I mean, we're gonna have to, gonna have to hear something between now and then, um, and maybe it'll make an appearance on, uh, on next week's uh, right after we pressed stop, because cause, yeah, I don't know why we didn't uh, make this like an actual thing sooner, because invariably there will be some big crucial piece of news that comes out after we're done recording, and then what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I fully expect Vancouver to announce the rest of their roster dropping right after we. Um, and this podcast, honestly. So don't be surprised if that happened. We d- we don't know of it, me and Joe, of right now, but whoever's listening might know of it already because I have a feeling it's going to happen at any time now. I mean, it's just so... It's clear as day to everyone. Like, they're, they're retaining no one, which at this point we've already talked about how crazy that fact is, but it's kind of exciting at the same time to, to like the dropping of Janu was like okay but he's looking for a team now like it's and Rio J Hong even said like he's not retiring uh he's gonna play Overwatch still so it's exciting to see where these people could end up now because I know there are tons of teams that need uh need players especially with retirements happening and all and all this and then visa problems so it'll be exciting to see where they go because they still have some very good players on their team 
uh, who deserved to be on a roster. John, one of the best off tanks in the league. So he's he's absolutely. I mean, he was an MVP candidate last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> um, yeah. Nuts. So it, he definitely deserves a place to be. Um, we, there are a lot of good off tanks in the league, but tons of teams could use them. Uh, the Lone Star Showdown did that happen? Isn't that happening like now, basically, or while we were? Cr- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I think uh, I guess I don't know if I don't remember if it's three days in a row or three weeks in a row or something. But today was the first day of uh, the Lone Star Showdown, which I guess they have on like local TV in Texas and also online um, between the Dallas Fuel and Houston Outlaws. Yeah, I they, I saw them tweeting about it today at some point. It's three weeks in a row today and next two Mondays. Okay, yeah, I saw them tweeting about it today. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, they were ba- they're basically just doing some fun shit. They had uh, I can't remember who was one v oneing each other. I think it was Dante versus Decay were one v oneing each other. Um, in a tracer duel, I've actually have they sent me an email because I guess I'm on the Dallas Fuel list. Oh. <laughs> um, so they sent me an email about it. So yes, it was Dante versus Decay in a tracer duel, um, and Muma versus Gamsu on the Reinhardt duel. One v one Blase versus Doha on the Doomfist. Uh, Repel v Crimson on Zenyatta, and Linkser versus Zachary on McCree. Um, I guess that was all of what happened today. Yeah. Um, and so they'll do the similar thing next week, and then on the 18th of May, um, this is when they'll do a they'll do a best of seven, uh, like actual series. Nice, um, yeah, fun little thing. I like seeing stuff like that, and it's cool that this one's like not only a piece of content that's on Twitch or or YouTube or something like that. It's gonna be on on local TV. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, that's fun. Um, exciting, uh, a little thing, little battle, extra battle of Texas, I guess, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Next we have Kellex retiring, uh, Kellex, of course, Toronto Defiant support, uh, ended up retiring there. He's been in Overwatch for a while now, of course, he even mentions it in his little retirement message, his little retirement PNG, uh, he posted on Twitter. Um. Yeah, he's 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 heading out. They ended up picking up crew or getting crews from Paris to replace him already. Uh, over in Toronto, so possibly it's been in the works for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kellogg's gone as well. Uh, after the Sinatra leaving happened, lots of lots of leavings. Yeah. And then we already talked about it, but uh, then Paris bringing in Fielder. Um, to take Cruz's spot. So yeah, sort of all <laughs> happened in concert uh, over the weekend, or I guess a little bit before the weekend. Yep. Cause uh, yeah. Cause Paris, make all those changes. Paris literally just didn't have a support to play. So they were like, okay, got to pick up someone real <laughs> except for gray who apparently is, uh, chopped liver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, lots, a, a little, a little, support stuff happening there in the Atlantic division. Um, of course we got some hero pool changes. Uh, was this on Friday that they made this forum post? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, but yeah, they made a forum post to address 
some of the some of the things been happening with uh, hero pools lately. Taking some feedback on it, um, and hero pools are going to be an exclusive Overwatch League and then uh, Master and above thing. Uh, so if you play competitive and you are below Master, Masters, uh, there will be no more hero pools for you, which. I think makes complete sense because uh, where I play, down in gold, it it doesn't affect anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things that I didn't see lots of people. You know, it's not like it was a super high demand thing, but you're right; it does make sense because um, it'll it'll make uh, it'll make those bands a lot more relevant, um, which was one of the arguments against uh, the the very short window that it was based on. Uh, all of the game. Um, this is would make it relevant for like the high level play, um, and relevant for the oversight too, uh, which they'll they'll use. Because uh, 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 they're using the Overwatch League usage data mm -hmm. to make the bands for for Owl and for uh, Masters and GM. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I mean that'll you know improve the viewing experience hopefully too. Yep. Um, I, I guess they figured like a GM masters, basically all those people are so competitive that they just follow what owl is doing. Anyways, like they, their meta is very close to owl. Whereas if you go down the ladder, uh, that is not the case. Gold players, uh, are not playing some of these heroes being played in owl at all. Uh, so it, yeah, there's, there's just a big, the meta is different all over the place is what they realized. And they're like, you know what, hero, hero, the meta, and I completely agree. The meta has never, it's never been stale for me in gold, in plat, wherever I've been on, uh, in competitive. It's never really been stale. It's it's always so different. Almost every game I play, I I get like someone who's gonna play some random DPS, who's their main or some some random thing. Everyone's a lot more casual in those ranks, so. Uh, it, all all the hero pools brought to those people was like, dang, my my main isn't available this week. I'm just not gonna play, which is not what you yeah. want. <laughs> Absolutely not what you want if you are a uh, Blizzard. So, yeah, um, that's a nice. I think everyone likes that change, and everyone likes uh, how quickly they're responding to feedback as well. Yeah, uh, and they looks like they actually made this edit at some point. Um, on this post, but so if you are up in Masters or GM, uh, to be a little bit more specific, uh, Hero Pools will be active in your match if the average SR amongst all the players is greater or equal to uh, 3,500. Uh, so if you're you're just below that mark, uh, but the average SR is a little bit higher, uh, you could be 3,450 or 3,495 uh, and still have uh, Hero Pools effective in your game, technically. So if you're high diamond... You still could have it affect your game. Yep. All right. Well, that's nice to know. And then, speaking of some transparency, we got a long message from John Spector a couple days ago. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the vice president of Overwatch Esports. Um, basically, just coming out and telling everyone, like just addressing everyone's worries. Uh, everyone is is clearly in a panic lately with Valorant coming out, with Sinatra retiring, with viewership being so low um, that John Spector 
came out and he's like, <laughs> it makes sense. He had to come out and he had to give everyone a message and tell everyone what their plans are going forward um, to try to make things better. Because, uh, yeah, things aren't going going so well for Overwatch League lately. If you look at the viewership especially, um, it's down big, uh, absolutely big. And people just aren't seeming to care despite uh, despite COVID and despite the fact that everyone is that that all other esports are gaining in viewership because of that. Um, so, yeah, if you want to read the post, it's on Reddit. We won't go into full detail here. Uh, but uh, he, he basically just goes over uh, things like the May tournament and saying like they want to do the same thing for June and July. They still plan to have the playoffs of grand finals in person um, and not uh, online, hopefully. Uh, talking about viewership rewards, uh, of course, everyone, everyone talks about drops and everyone talks about getting tokens from watching. Um, and it looks like they're still working on that. And he said... Um, there will be some form of viewership incentives for fans very soon. Uh, so we don't know if that's exactly tokens. We don't know what that exactly is. Um, but he said that is coming very soon. Um, speaking of YouTube, just in general saying that they still want to work with YouTube to get them to push their content to people more. Um, and yeah, he went over player retirements a little bit. Um, and how, you know, how disappointing it is to see Sinatra leave um, and all that. And we still do have uh, his MVP skin coming. Yes. He explicitly says that. <laughs> yep, his MVP skin is still is still coming. Talked about Tier 2 very briefly. Um, and they're discussing changes to the model. Um, it was probably it was one of the shorter parts of his whole thing, but I think it, it deserves a little bit more time, in my opinion, because that's might be one of the most worrying parts, as we spoke about last week, Joe. We need a player to replace Sinatra, and without a tier two path to pro, there is going to be no one to replace Sinatra. Uh, yeah, that particular part of his uh, his write up didn't do much for me. I agree. Says, we've heard a lot of feedback, but that's about it. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, his shortest part. If you um, don't count hero pulls, the hero pulls part is just a link to the post that I that we just talked about previously. So he didn't need it to be long. Um, the shortest part was the tier two and path to pro, which is I think one of everyone's top concerns right now. They know viewerships in the gutter. People know like it'll probably go back up once we once we get um, some viewership rewards and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people are worried about Path to Pro and Tier 2. And he, I mean, it's mainly because he didn't have a solution that he could talk about quite yet, probably. And he just wanted to acknowledge it. But everyone's like, find a solution already. Like, this has been a problem for years. We need it fixed. Oh, it's just yeah. so. uh, But still, props to him for some transparency. Uh, I'll give him that. And, and just reaching out and like, letting everyone know like hey we're not oblivious we we know things aren't going well yeah uh, which it, it uh it's valuable to say that <laughs> yeah i'd say so because that means they know and they're going to try to at least try to make things better even if they can't succeed uh which i think everyone's room for them i don't think anyone is besides like monty or someone <laughs> is actively rooting for overwatch to die 
Um, and, yeah, it's because he's he's just missing it. Yeah, he just misses it too much. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to week fourteen, Joe. Um, they are playing on a new patch, one point four seven this week. And I do not remember what that is. It includes the Roadhog. It's the CC patch. So Roadhog inc- uh-huh. Road, Roadhog knockback was increased, but a bunch of CC was nerfed. Uh, lots of main, more main nerfs, nerfs to her Blizzard, stuff like that. Uh, Sleep Dart, Flashbang, Earth Shatter, and Accretion. All the CC that was those four those CCs were nerfed, and most of them were in duration. They were duration nerfs. Yeah, so like the, the stun duration themselves. Yeah, all actually all of them were stun duration nerfs. Um, so they're all just going to be uh, less time of stun. So. Um, this might be the week we see chips at you. Uh, CC nerfs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, Brig is out, so that's something. Uh, Reinhardt is also out. I feel like, uh, doing a little bit of, of theory crafting, you know, that makes me think we're probably going to see, um, potentially more dive, if anything. And I know Brig is often played a lot with, with, uh, Super Mobile Dive Comp because of her, uh, her repair packs. Um, but we could see, you, you know, uh, uh, potentially, you know, throw throw Mercy in with a Lucio, um, that kind of thing. Um, but all that to say that, you know, sure, maybe, you know, that's 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 probably a boost to Doomfist if we can, <laughs> if we start having some some dive compositions. I mean, there are more dive heroes than ever now. Um, but um, you know, that's sort of the price you pay, I guess, for for have an echo i don't know that's a sort of weird way to think about it but uh but yeah no i mean it's hard to say um i doubt i doubt they'll i think chipsa is uh being stored in the fusion house right now under or like behind a sheet that says in case of emergency break glass um and they haven't really needed to yet so yeah they really haven't um oh yeah there's also a new map pool uh, which is nice. Yeah, which they haven't announced yet. Uh, this was just me extrapolating because um, they they said it like offhand in an article a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe even uh, that there was going to be a new map pool for week fourteen. Um, so literally, I just went through. Uh, it's probably going to be uh, the return of Anubis uh, on assault. Uh, I have a feeling they're probably going to take out Horizon, um, even though it would be due to come back in because of the changes we know they're going to make to it. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for... Uh, actually, that was it. Yeah, but Paris will be rotated out naturally. Um, Blizzard World and King's Row are probably both coming back, along with either Hollywood or Nimbani. Um, Junkertown and Havana are also probably coming back. Um and we'll keep either Route 66 or Rialto from uh, the current map pool. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about the only reaction. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least Paris is gone, and hopefully Horizon doesn't come back. Um, but and not a fan of Blizzard. Not a big fan of Blizzard. I'm a fan of the Blizzard World theme and aesthetic, but not a big fan of uh, that map, I guess. Um, yeah. but besides that, King's Rose back. So that's pretty awesome. I like that. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we got some, we got four games to pick here, Joe, and now we're all tied up. 
Um, so I guess I'll, I guess you, you could pick first for the first two. I'll pick first for the second two. That's how we did it at the beginning of the season. Uh, but we have, a, that works. we have, we have a couple teams, two teams returning this week, Joe, the London Spitfire and the Vancouver Titans are coming back, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm excited to see how they do. But before we uh, pick those games, let's do Paris versus the Los Angeles Gladiators. I think this one is a very interesting one. Of course, a player, Paris should still have Fielder on his ping. I don't think they're going to be able to get him closer to them anytime soon. Um, yeah. So they'll be playing with that. Uh, but they have they have given Philadelphia a run for their money almost every time they played them. Paris definitely looks like one of the top uh, Atlantic teams this year. Uh, and the Gladiators uh, absolutely stomping last week against uh, Toronto Defiant after map one. Uh, this one's going to be an interesting one, in my opinion. Uh, I think these are both two teams that are that are trying their hardest to be one of the best teams in their respective conferences, and now they're going to face off against each other. Joe, who's going to win this one? Um, yeah, so I think my pick, uh, I am given this one, uh, well, hopefully given this one to, uh, to gladiators. Uh, I'm going here. I think, um, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, that I think the, uh, Pacific division is probably a little bit stronger just in general than Atlantic. Uh, but even specifically in this matchup, I mean, yes, this is, you know, this is a Paris that took Philly to five maps, but this is also a Paris that lost to Florida three Oh, um, only two weeks ago. Uh, and you know, that's, uh, not exactly something you, you look for. Uh, you know, you're inspired, uh, by this team when they, when you go up against the gliders who are, you know, relatively consistent, I would say, uh, as a team, uh, yeah, probably give the edge there. I think, uh, it's definitely winnable again, uh, for both teams. This, uh, and all the more, as we do more of this sort of cross divisional, uh, play that we got going on, but uh, but yeah, but uh, my actual pick is gonna go towards uh, the gladiators. I am also gonna pick the gladiators. Uh, I think they'll win this one. I, I like what they've got going this year for them, uh, and I think they'll continue here. Paris has too many. If this was a full strength Paris, I it would be a different story with XC back and with maybe Fielder not on a 200 ping, but they've got too much, too many issues going on with them. Uh, and I do think Paris has, I think soon and Nico have, it feels like they have, they're sort of disconnected from the rest of the team. Sometimes I, it, they feel, it feels like soon, soon has some moments where I'm like, what was he thinking? Um, I, I think gladiators have been overall more consistent than Paris. I got to go gladiators, uh, London returning this week. We haven't seen them in a while. This team of rookies, of course. To replace the old champion London Spitfire, now known as the Soul Dynasty, basically, <laughs> um, who aren't doing so hot themselves. Uh, but London Spitfire will be facing off against um, Chengdu earlier and earlier in the weekend. Uh, but we are going to be picking them facing off against the Guangzhou Charge, uh, who who aren't too consistent either. I think their record's about even. Where are they? Five and six. Yeah. Um, London's is at three and two. They're still like near the top of the standings because of that. Uh, at number five, technically. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, the last time we saw London, Joe, they were looking really good, actually. And start, starting, in my opinion, to become a team that was like, okay, they could possibly threaten some of these top teams. Uh, and they're finally returning. Do you think... Uh, do you think they'll be a little shaky because they haven't played in a while, or do you think they can pull this one off against Guangzhou? I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, we have uh, uh, it's a super super young team too, uh, I mean, which is what happens when you fire literally all of your players um, or, or trade them, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it's just absolutely possible that you know they they haven't taken this break well. It's, it's worth thinking of. Um, I think uh, when I'm picking this match, I am going to go with Guangzhou. Uh, they are um, coming off a nice win against Seoul, uh, which which looked really good. And and yes, London, uh, they are three and two, uh, but all three of their wins so far have been in five maps, um, and they've been against uh, Houston, Florida, and Washington. Uh, if you think about <laughs> some of the some of, some of the quality wins that. Uh, you know that London has had versus a team like Guangzhou. I mean, uh, you know they might be similar in record, uh, you know, win loss percentage, but uh, they've had very different histories um, so far in the league. And uh, but I think this is going to be another sort of obviously clash of the conferences, but um, another one that's not quite going to go Atlantic's way. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I'm also going to go Guangzhou. Uh, yeah, mainly just because I do think London will be able to compete with these teams eventually, but I think it might take them a little bit of time, just like it did uh, earlier in the season. They, they, I think they started off 0-2 and then ended up 3-2. and So, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll take London a little bit of time. Of course, they do play one game before Guangzhou Charge, so they could get used to it already. But uh, I do think London might just pull a quick 0-2 this weekend unfortunately for them they are facing some harder teams now joe which stinks uh but it's okay they'll they'll start to pick it up uh next we're picking um another atlantic versus pacific showdown we have one of the hotter teams in the league the dallas fuel of course i say hotter teams uh even though like i feel like they lost to the shock but we're almost counting it as a win because they took them to five maps and looked really good um but yeah, they're one of the hotter teams in the league. Decay looking like an MVP candidate this year, going up against, of course, the Philadelphia Fusion, the team, one of the teams to beat in North America. Um, this one, this one might be the game of the week, Joe. This is a really good one. Uh, Absolutely, it is. And I have to pick first. Yeah, that's true. I was just about to launch it to my pick, but yeah, you're right. You go first. <laughs> Man, this is a tough one. I also picked this one because these are uh, Joe's two favorite teams, so I can't wait to <laughs> force him to pick one of them. Um, there you go. But yeah, I'll still go with Philly. Uh, I think it's it's obviously the safer pick here. Uh, I, I don't want to go with the safe pick every time, but I do think they're better than the Dallas Fuel. And Dallas Fuel, despite looking really good lately, um, their only test was the shock in which they ended up losing um, anyways. So I think they'll probably end up losing to the fusion as well. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going that way as well. Um, and it's not only because it's Philly. I mean, obviously, Philly's having a great season. Um, I'm a fan already. I think they've got the potential really to uh, have lots of success, uh, you know, postseason and beyond. But uh, in this particular matchup, yeah, I think probably... Uh, you know, right up there, best game of the week. 
just in terms of like the actual hype, uh, just because these these aren't teams that have played before um, yet this season. Um, you know, cross divisional, getting into all, all the matchups. Uh, but I mean, you know, we've seen how how Philly can uh, really play this Echo, um, and and that's probably going to continue to be a big thing um, uh, this coming week, I assume. But uh, yeah, not uh, definitely not a team to be trifled with, um, and not a team that's going to go down easily. Absolutely. And then our last game is um, one of the games the Vancouver Titans will be playing this week. Uh, which is it like when we orig- originally chose these games um i think we we expected our uh, sh- our show to be later in the week where maybe we would actually know who the Van- vancouver titans are um, yeah this is a really hard one <laughs> but right now we are recording this episode on monday if you're listening to it any other day of the week and maybe you know who the vancouver titans are we're recording this on monday at 7.04 Eastern Time right now. Uh, and we both have no clue who the Vancouver Titans are <laughs> fielding this weekend to face the Florida Mayhem. Florida Mayhem, of course, have been looking pretty good lately. Of course, they have been, they have faced the Uprising twice in a row. Um, but I forget who the game before was. Paris, maybe, where they looked really good, too. Uh, Probably, yeah. They've just overall looked um, like they could possibly... Uh, pull off some big upsets against some top teams. Paris is one of the one of the better teams in the league this year, uh, but they get to face Vancouver this weekend, and I, I don't know. Like, I think this is an interesting pick to keep in here, Joe, because because it's it's, it's kind of random. It's literally a toss up, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but based off rumors right now, it's either going to be some players from Gen G, some players from like some random North American, maybe some MV players. I don't know, but, and we've had some rumors or some contenders player said like contenders players are, our contender teams are still stomping owl teams and scrims. So maybe Vancouver can win. Uh, but I'm going to say that they can't. Um, I'm going to say they go Oh two this weekend because if the, I have no knowledge of them even practicing yet. Like, it seems like they don't even have a team yet. Um, and I'm just going to go Florida for that reason. <laughs> just for the reason this is a new team. And I, if unless they just pick, lift an entire contenders team, uh, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get used to being an Overwatch League together as a team. Yeah, I mean that'll make sense. I'm I'm trying to think. Have we ever gone a week uh, where all of our picks were the same? Uh, I think we have. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because yeah, that's absolutely where I'm leaning too on this match. Um, I mean, obviously the uncertainty doesn't help, but uh, the, yeah, if Vancouver has literally dumped and and picked up another roster, I mean, you know, there's you, 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 there's just not much you can do about that. Uh, when you're just thrown into this Overwatch League scenario, and I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really want to pick Florida. I'm trying to decide if I, um, if I just change for the sake of changing. But yeah, I don't know what other match. Um, I, I don't know what other match I would do that on. So I think maybe we're just going to be all four the same this week, which is lame. But, uh, but yeah, I think once once this news comes out about Florida, we're going to find out for sure uh, really quickly. 
you know, what the verdict is on that. Or the news about Vancouver, I mean, sorry. Um, we're going to find out the verdict really quickly. But uh, until that happens, uh, you know, you, you got to assume Vancouver's going to have a rough week. Yeah, I think even even if they weren't wiping the whole team clean, I think the verdict might be Florida wins anyway. Um, because it seems even if the even if they still have pl- the old players, they all clearly are not enjoying whatever's happening over there. Um, I doubt they w- would want the organization to even earn a win. It seems like they don't. It seems like they don't really like it. <laughs> uh, everyone removing their Vancouver from their bios and whatnot. Yeah, just seems like they don't. They don't want anything to do with this team anymore. So. Either outcome, I think Florida wins this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Joe, in our t- if, in our tweet, if you want to uh, point out that this, this is a real, this last one's a real shot in the dark. I guess you can do that. Um, yeah. But I still think it's hilarious for us to predict it. Absolutely. Okay, I think that's it for this week. Another good episode. I think so. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's a super interesting one, yeah. Um, I, I, I can only assume that uh, next week's edition of Right After We Press Stop will have a bunch of Vancouver news on it, but um, we are recording now and not then, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, if you guys want to follow us on our, on our social medias, my personal Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. We have a show Twitter at On The Flank Show. Uh, you can keep up with our predictions there, see our records, see who's winning, uh, look at our MVPs, stuff like that. You can email us on theflakeshow at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any corrections, any questions, topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to, go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, my personal YouTube channel. That's John George. Most likely going to find that via my Twitter, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, thank you guys for listening, uh, and enjoy another week of Overwatch. <laughs>